When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Throughout the last 40 years, Lamaz has evolved into a philosophy many women use to build their confidence throughout pregnancy and birth. And today we're joined by Sigrid Nelson-Ryan. She's a retired nurse, a doula, lactation consultant, and childbirth educator. And today we're exploring the benefits of Lamaz. This is Preggy Pals, episode 22. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant. And I have to exercise? What, pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? (laughs) Gotta make these pants fit! I've got cankles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. If you love talking about pregnancy, we would love for you to join our Preggy Pals blogging team. It's a great way to connect with other moms-to-be and share your experience, and you also have the opportunity to test and review pregnancy and parenting-related products. So if you want some more information on that, visit our website at preggypals.com. Do you have an amazing birth story you would like to share with our audience? We would love to interview you via video Skype about that experience. To be considered, simply visit preggypals.com slash submit your story story and answer a few quick questions. That's also where you can view some of the interviews we've already posted online. So throughout today's interview, if you do hear some clicking in the background, Katie Stevens is joining us. She is a birth photographer, a professional birth photographer here in San Diego, and she's taking some behind the scenes photos, which we'll post on our Facebook page. So if you hear the clicking, that's just Katie. Okay, so let's meet some of our panelists here in the studio. Stephanie, let's start with you. Hi, I'm Stephanie Saufeld. I am 29. I am a gemologist due January 9th with my first baby, and it's a girl, um, and we are having a hospital birth. My name is Misty Davies. I'm 33. I'm also a gemologist. I'm due October 10 uh, with a little girl, my first, and I'm hoping for an unmedicated hospital birth. Okay, welcome to the show, ladies. We have a comment from one of our listeners. This comment comes from Lisa from Medina, Ohio. I'm actually from Ohio, too. So uh, shout out to my peeps. Can I say peeps? Uh, I don't know if I sound really cool saying that, but shout out to everyone in Ohio. Um, Anyways, Lisa says, thanks so much for the episode about gender prediction. I have to admit, I'm one of those pregnant moms who has tried every wives' tale out there when it comes to trying to predict your baby's gender. So it was really nice to hear from a sonographer about what they're actually looking for in an ultrasound to determine gender. Can't wait to find out what we're having. Two more weeks till our appointment. Thanks again. And actually, I think Lisa wrote this a couple weeks ago, so she probably already knows what she's having. But uh, Lisa, thanks so much for writing into the show. We really appreciate your comment. 
Today, we're continuing our ongoing series about the various childbirth preparation methods available to you, and we hope this series will give you the additional information you need to decide what type of childbirth class is best for you and for your baby. Today, we're focused on Lamaze, and Sigrid Nelson Ryan is joining us here in our studio. And Sigrid, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. <laughs> it was so funny. I was talking to you on the phone, and I remember you saying to me, don't you want someone younger? <laughs> and I said, Sigrid, I want the best. And you came <laughs> highly recommended. So uh, I'm, I'm so thankful you're here to share your wisdom with us. Obviously, you've been a childbirth educator for a while now, focused on Lamaze. So I know this is a passionate topic for you. So I'm excited to explore this a bit more. So Sigrid, let's start with the history of Lamaze. I actually read it started in 1951 and was founded by Dr. Fernand Lamaze, which is obviously how Lamaze got its name. Actually, it started in Russia in the 40s when they had no drugs, and they were using hypnosis, self-hypnosis, wow. plus exercises. Okay. And I think we have something today similar by hypnobirthing. Sure, yeah, hypnobirthing. Sure. Yeah, and it was a whole way of dealing with birth, not just the breathing but what happened in the hospital was that all the people there just noticed the breathing. Because that's what we think. When we think of Lamaze, we think of... <laughs> but yeah. it's so much more than that. Absolutely. And it never was hee-hee-hoo-hoo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was just something that the doctors and nurses in the hospital, because you have to realize in the 50s and 60s, women were confined to bed, you know. So you got to the hospital very late Okay. in labor. So that there would be a very little time in bed. But what, so by the time you got to the hospital and you're six, seven, eight centimeters dilated, you used a lot of the breathing technique to cope with being in bed. So that was the, what the professionals saw. I see. And it became known as, oh, you're doing the Lamaze method. I see, okay. Yeah, so then it changed in the 70s and 80s, and I started teaching in 70s. And uh, <laughs> we have been teaching all the things that Dr. Lamaze did in Europe. Okay. And uh, this movement and changing your attitude, your position, and enjoying birth. And doing it by believing that your body knows what to do, mm-hmm. not to interfere right. with your birth. The basic philosophy of Lamaze is very important. Number one, labor begins on its own. So no induction? No induction. Okay. There has to be induction like 42 weeks or something, and that means something isn't really working here. Okay. Walk or move around, change position in labor, very important. Okay. And bring a loved one, a doula, a friend, for continuous support from home to hospital. Okay. And in hospital. In other words, not you meet new people in the hospital, you don't know them. Right. And to avoid interventions that are not medically necessary, in other words, the fetal monitoring, you can have that intermittent. Very rarely do they need to have it on constantly. Right. And even in women who have a high-risk situation where they feel that they really need to listen to that baby because the baby has a little problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can sit on a birth ball. They can be on hands and knees in bed. They don't have to lie on their back. Right. They can walk around with a tether, or uh, they can do a lot of things. Then we have another, avoid giving birth on your back. Why is that bad? 
it doesn't work to push uphill. Right. Have you ever tried to go <laughs> to it the... It makes sense, <laughs> doesn't it? Yes. I know. <laughs> have you ever tried to go... Well, probably you haven't been in the hospital on the bedpan. I have quite a few <laughs> times. And what happened, you, you can't... It's very hard to have <gasps> that kind of emotion when you're sitting or lying down. Yeah, it doesn't, make, it doesn't work with gravity. And also, the, the pelvis is one-third larger when you squat. Really? One third larger. Oh the my outlet, goodness. yes. Well, that makes sense. And, and, yeah. and I showed that in my classes, and I have a pelvis, and I showed when I changed the pelvis. Right. So we all need to grab a stick and squat. Yeah. <laughs> Open up <laughs> and, our pelvis. And, yeah, that's right. Wow. And then we have another one that is very, very important, and that is that you should follow the urge to push, not somebody hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, push, push, mm. push. It's crazy. Yeah. It's not what you do. It's and not natural. No. no. That makes sense. Yeah. You, you push as you need to, as you feel to, and sometimes moms need to know you're having contraction now, so take a couple of breaths and then, then go with it. Yeah, I mean, that makes perfect sense to me because what drives me crazy is when they tell you to do certain things that go against what you would naturally do. And what happened way back, you know, hundreds of years ago when we didn't have hospitals, we didn't have these things, and we were given births in tents or wherever we were at. I mean, it, we just went with whatever our body did. If it worked back then, why doesn't it work now? You know well, I mean? the, the thing is your body knows what to do. Right. Your body knows how to give birth. Right. You just have to trust your body, and that is one of the things we teach in the Lamas classes. And sometimes I just call my classes childbirth education classes. Okay. The Lamas have gotten kind of a funny name, like, oh, it's just about huffing and puffing. Well, that's what right. I think people initially, I mean, ladies, I mean, what did you think when I said, hey, we're going to do an episode yeah. on Lamas? You're like, hee, hee, hoo, hoo, right? That's exactly right. what and I thought. Like that it's yeah. a little, you know, kind of old school method right. of. Right, right. So, you know, we, we talked about the breathing and, and, and going with what your body naturally does. We talked about being able to be mobile and being able to move wherever, you know, your body kind of takes you when you're in labor. So that kind of brings me to the idea of natural birth versus having some sort of medication. Can you have medication and still do Lamaze or is it really just better suited for people who are just going for a natural birth? No. No what? <laughs> no, it's not... It's not specifically suited for anybody. Okay. It's a preparation. Like somebody says, oh, I failed on Mars. Well, I said, what happened? Well, I got to the hospital and the baby was in distress and they did cesarean. Well, that has nothing to do with Lamas. Lamas is a preparation for childbirth. Okay. It's an attitude that your body knows what to do. If you have a medical problem, thank God. We thank have, God we have that. We have that. Right. It's just that it's been so horrendously overused. We used to have 5% cesarean. Mm-hmm. Now it's up to half the women are having cesarean. Right. And you wonder why. Why has women's body all of a sudden they can't yeah. give birth? <laughs> It hasn't changed. <laughs> that hasn't changed. You're right. It's our it's our philosophy. It's our mentality. W- um, speaking of that, what is needed in order to be successful at Lamaze? Like, what kind of mind frame? What 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 type of women are most successful at this? Well, a good teacher will help a woman allay her fears so that she start believing in her body. Okay. She start believing that hey, I can do this. Mm-hmm. A faith in the woman's ability to give birth is so essential, so important. Mm-hmm. And it sometimes get pulled down by doctors. You have to realize that the attitude of the physician and of the nurses on the labor floor, unless you're very lucky, are 
just get it over with, get the next patient in. Mm -hmm. So the other thing that you need is support person. Because when you're in labor and you're dealing with, with the, the birth, with the contraction, it takes an extraordinary woman to be strong enough. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about like a doula? A doula or a husband or father. The father of the child, the father is very important. But if he hasn't taken classes or if, he hasn't, if, if he's not feeling strong about it, he may destroy her conference. Mm-hmm. The best students I've had are farmers. They have been to a lot of births. Oh. They are. That's <laughs> I, I would imagine so, right? Yeah, yeah. and then they have no problem with the birth at all. Sure. <laughs> Makes yeah. sense. It's called labor in all languages of the world. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard work. It's yeah. damn hard work. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. People don't realize how hard a work labor is, especially the first labor. And you stay home uh-huh. and deal with it yeah. in your tub, in your shower, in the kitchen, eating, drinking. I always tell them to make an ice cream shake <laughs> in labor and to eat light, easy food. Mm-hmm. Because you, well, but I can throw up in labor. You'll throw up in labor anyway. Yeah. Towards the very end, a lot of women throw up because there's so much action in your intestines. Your uh, intestines are right on front right. of your uterus and around it. And they get irritated from all these contractions. So often at the end of labor, women throw up. Yeah. But eating in labor is essential. Yeah. Manja, manja. When yeah. I'm a doula with somebody, I just keep feeding her. <laughs> light <laughs> things, light things, you know. You ladies like that? Sure. I like that. I'm not even pregnant. <laughs> if you just come over to my house and just feed me, yeah, Sigrid. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll feed you, you know. No, this is, this is very, very important, yeah. you know, yeah. to have the right kind of things. So, When we come back, we'll discuss the different ways you can learn Lamaze, and we'll learn what you can expect should you decide to take a Lamaze class. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking about Lamaze, of course, a childbirth preparation method, and it's one of our uh, methods we're exploring in our ongoing series. And joining us is Sigrid Nelson-Ryan. She is a retired childbirth educator who has taught Lamaze for how many years did you teach Lamaze, Sigrid? I started in actually after my second son was born in 69. <laughs> <laughs> I've been teaching for a long time. Yeah, a long time. I still teach uh, marine uh, and Navy personnel oh, okay. pro, bo- pro bono. Oh, nice. Because my, my both my sons are in the military. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. That's wonderful. Okay, so but I'm I don't have group classes. But you did. You did at one point. Oh, I did, yes. Well, let's talk about the classes. Let's mm-hmm. talk about what, what women and um, their partners can experience in these classes. So who should attend these classes? We talked earlier about you, you need a support system. So does your husband, your spouse, your partner need to come to class with you? Is that something you recommend? Absolutely. Okay. And if your husband can't attend for some reason, like we have the military where they are away and they're coming back just before the birth. Right. Then we encourage them to have a a girlfriend, a sister, a mother, Mm -hmm. somebody, and they do need to take classes. Why do they need to be in a class as opposed to like taking, you know, listening to a CD or reading a book or something like that? Because birth is very physical. Think about it. It's very physical. It's your body doing a job, a labor. And at what point should we sign up or start taking these classes in our pregnancy? Well, you need to find a childbirth educator as soon as you know you're pregnant. Okay. There is a wealth of information for the entire pregnancy. 
The class for Lamas has better taken in the last two months because you have to continue practicing all the techniques. Okay. And so if if you start in the last two months, you at least get, even if your baby's premature, you have gotten three or four classes in before the baby's born. Can you give us an idea of what women will experience in these classes? Like what, what typically happens in a class? They should be at least 12 hours of instruction. Okay. That is important. Learning how to relax in labor, how to work with your body, why it works to walk, mm-hmm. why it works with ice on one minute and then heat pad with the next minute on your back. So it's explaining why you're doing the things you're doing because yeah. then it makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. In the class, do you actually teach the, the, the breathing that we talked about earlier? Is there, is there still a manner oh, yeah. in which you teach the breathing? That, so well, that the thing is, first of all, you do natural breathing. The important thing is to focus. Whatever you're doing, focusing. So you focus on the spot in your line of vision. Okay. Yeah, but you never do that hee hee hoo hoo. You wouldn't even hear my students. It is not the speed. It's the concentration on doing it correctly. It's not the speed. Okay. So the speed and the sound is not what helps you. I was going to say, because sometimes we, you know, when we think about Lamaze, we think of the, the partner kind of in your face going, breathe. And then, you know. When somebody says to you, and you're in, in agony, uh-huh. and to say, breathe. Yeah. <laughs> you, you slap him. Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's usually on the sitcom. This is we why we, <laughs> we teach the husband or partner or sister uh-huh. to be helpful, but never say the word breathe. Right. Says, look at me, breathe with me. Right. To lead by example, really. And that's why it's important for them to be in the class. Yeah, and that helps very much. So what what would you say to a woman who is considering Lamaze as her preparation method? What would you say to her? Well, first of all, what have you heard about Lamaze? Because there's a lot of stuff out there that may not be true, right? Yeah. Okay. What what have you heard about Lamaze? What do you know about Lamaze? Why do you want to do it? So they said, well, I want to learn the breathing. I said, great. You're going to be learning how to measure, how to focus, how to know, how to do, and why you're doing it. Right. But you're going to learn so much more. And the mission of Lamas International is to promote, support, and protect natural, safe, and healthy births through education and advocacy and through the dedicated effort of professional childbirth educators, providers, and parents. So that's the actual Lamaze mission statement, right? Okay. And I know we've only really scratched the surface of Lamaze. So if you guys want some more information, please visit lamaze.org. It's really great. The website, you can submit questions, you can view their video library, and you can even find a Lamaze class that's near you. And we'll put a link on our episodes page for this episode on our website. And we'll also link to some other Lamaze resources for you guys. So Sigrid... (laughs) This has been a blast. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and for being with us today. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose. Grand Canyon University. 
private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Before we wrap today's show, here's some maternity fashion trends from Crystal Stubendeck of Borrow for Your Bump. Hello, Preggy Pals. I'm Crystal Stubendeck, maternity fashion expert and founder of Borrow for Your Bump, where you can buy or rent maternity styles for a monthly rate. As women, we are always looking for ways to look slimmer. Add a growing bump to the equation can create even more difficulty. Today, we are going to talk about dressing a fuller figure while looking polished and stylish. First, any style that is A-line or fits straight down is slimming. For fall, try a thin trench coat with a belt or a pencil skirt in navy or black, which is always a flattering option. Just make sure to choose a material that has a lining which will prevent bulging and, of course, a stretchy waist that will grow with your bump. We love the fold-down options that are more adjustable as your body changes. Second, avoid anything with pockets, which could make your hips look bigger. Or have a tailor sew pockets shut, which will create a smooth and sleek appearance. Next, take control and distract the eye. Wear jewelry or bright colors. Wear patterns on areas you want to accentuate and dark, solid colors on places you want to look slimmer. Also, create an imbalance. Think cropped pants with heels or even showing more skin for slenderness. V-neck shirts also elongate the torso area. Don't be afraid to grab a man's basic white-collared shirt and wear unbuttoned to the bra line. Our fourth tip is one simple word, shoes. Nude pumps are always great because they make your legs look longer. Want more color? Go with a shade or two darker than your pants or tights. You'll look thinner and taller. However, avoid ankle straps or booties, which cut off the leg line. To balance wide hips, also try a chunky heel. Lastly, buy yourself a beautiful, well-fitting bra. You deserve it, and often it will improve your posture and your confidence, too. As a full-figured woman, embrace your body, and with confidence, you will be beautiful and stylish. Don't forget to check out more flattering styles at borrowforyourbump.com. Enter promo code PREGGYPAL at checkout to save 20% off your entire order. Thanks for listening to today's tips on dressing a fuller figure, and be sure to listen to Preggy Pals for more great pregnancy tips. That wraps up our show for today. Don't forget, you can listen to our shows through our free Preggy Pals apps on Android and Apple devices. It's great for moms on the go who have a few minutes to spare, like when you're waiting to see your OB or you're waiting to see if that pregnancy test is going to show a plus sign or a minus sign. Hey, you know, you can never be too prepared. Coming up next week, we're learning all about birthing centers. Thanks for listening to Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. 
That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.